feel so ill-prepared for this uh, bonus episode. It'll be fine. Okay. It's just going to be a beer bonus episode. We're going to talk, talk about a beer for this one. And I had the idea to do this just a couple days ago when I saw this beer online and uh, noticed that the month was almost over. It's already almost July. Can you believe that? Ugh. Crazy. So, gross. We're going to have a bonus beer. This one is called Let's Grab a Beer Together mm-hmm. by Obscurity Brewing and Craft Mead, is how they label themselves online. Obscurity Brewing and Craft Mead. If you're smart, <laughs> not unlike me, and you look at the first letter of each of those words, mm-hmm. let's grab a beer together. Uh-huh. What does it spell? L G B N. Sorry, T. Let's say grab N? a beer together. <laughs> Where did the end? Also, you said us, so that would be let's grab a beer together. L G A B T. No, the A is not in there. It's a lowercase A. We're just picking things now, <laughs> picking and choosing. My coworker, I told uh, my coworkers about this that we were gonna grab this beer, and he was like, "What? You couldn't add the Q in there?" Like, yeah. let's grab a beer together quickly. Yeah, let's grab a beer together quietly. <laughs> let's grab a beer together quizaciously. Quizaciously. <laughs> let's grab a beer together quizzically. But you, by this point, should know what this beer is about. LGBT. And uh, Q. And Q. Obscurity Brewing created this beer for Pride Month, for the month of June. I wanted to release this episode before June is over. So, so I saw it online, thought it'd be fun to do an LGBT beer to finish off Pride Month. Uh, since the brewery was local, I had no problems backing, uh, or picking some up. However, I inadvertently ordered two four-packs instead of the two cans of beer that I thought I was getting. Foolish. So I have eight beers instead of two. Uh, Obscurity Brewing is located at 113 West North Street. It's a little confusing. It's on North Street, but it's the west side. Gotcha. 113 West West North Street in Elburn, Illinois, 60119. In Elburn, it's my next door neighbor. This is from their website. What is Obscurity? Obscurity Brewing and Craft Mead has been years in the making, starting as nothing more than an idea, the love for craft beer, the passion for mead, the childhood memories of eating your favorite barbecue, and a want to give back to the community. After opening and operating two Lodi tap houses, the idea of obscurity slowly started to become a reality. We knew we wanted more than just a brew pub. We wanted to make sure we centered ourselves around the community many of us live in, grew up in, and represented. We decided to open Obscurity in the heart of the oldest part of Elburn. Obscurity is preserving the old farm services offices and warehouse space right smack dab in the heart of the agro district. The name may change but the roots of the building will remain in place. Because we all appreciate and love this community that has been so welcoming to all of us, we will make sure to locally source as much as we can. Even our spent grain will be repurposed and sent to local farms within the area. We will be opening up with some great barbecue menu items, fresh, never frozen, created by an award-winning chef and some outstanding Bragote-style beer. I don't know what that is. The space itself is an open floor plan with lots of communal seating. We believe the best way to enjoy our beer and barbecue is with others. 
beautiful. It is our mission and passion to reinvigorate the area, revitalize some older buildings, and give back to the community who has given us so much. Our goal is to one day make obscurity synonymous with Elburn and show people just how amazingly this how amazing this town really is. We can't wait for you to bring your family and friends and experience all of the love and passion we've put into this project. Thank you for being a part of this wild ride, and as always, drink obscurity. So I, uh, one of our friends, uh, Morehouse, I'll say Morehouse, one of our friends, Morehouse, is going to be turning 21 soon. And I think it'd be really cool if uh, we could take him out to Obscurity Brewing. He was, I I put it on my Snap Story when I was there picking up the beer, and he was commenting on it. And I said, yeah, we should do something fun. You You guys should come here. So let's see if we can make that happen, huh? I agree. Obscurity Brewing in Elburn. This is from their Facebook page that describes this beer. Let's grab a beer together. LGBT. It is a blueberry golden ale. I'm excited. Sounds good. This is a beer for pride, a beer for the LGBTQ plus community, and a beer for love. Proceeds from LGBT will be donated to at Youth Outlook. This organization is the first social service agency in Illinois solely dedicated to the support of LGBTQ plus youth. They work in six counties in the Chicago suburbs, offering drop-in centers for youth, parent support, and community education. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? You can visit their website at youth-outlook.org. Youth-outlook.org. This beer, LGBTQ, or LGBT, is available in draft and in four packs Friday, starting Friday at 3 p.m. This was posted around July 11th, or I'm sorry, June 11th. So about a third of the way in the month, they started making this beer and selling it. And they ended the post with Love Wins. I like it, but then I also consider the fact that a lot of businesses are just making money off of Pride Month. Yeah, it's become, and... a, it's become a thing. There was a, um, this is the uh, comic I wanted to show you. Oh, it's June. I thought I said it's Joan. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> These companies don't care about you. It's a marketing tactic to get your money. Rainbow what, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. So I agree with um, with that that statement is that most companies now, and I've seen commercials on TV about it. It's one thing to, to you know to genuinely support. It's another thing to drive your to business. You know, drive your business as a pansexual woman. I will say, I am all for in you know representation, inclusivity, inclusivity and representation, and I love that. But it just feels like a way for companies to become non problematic by just attaching themselves to whatever movement they can and making money off of it, yep. rather than it being about a genuine care, right? For you know the employees in their company that are of the LGBTQ plus community 100 percent. so yeah because a lot of these companies uh they'll they may post commercials and you know advertisements about it but they're not doing shit otherwise are you donating to any you know groups or causes are you you know putting yourself out there as like a safe safe place to work for people it's like hey look at us we're doing we have a rainbow we're doing the rainbow thing too (laughs) honestly so um do you have anything you want to go over because i have two people i want to cover well, I still need to finish describing the beer. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We still have to drink the beer. <laughs> we still have to drink the beer. I'm just excited for this. <laughs> I'm excited for you to talk a little bit about this, too. Uh, so you can find Obscurity Brewing 
um, on the socials. At, it's at Drink Obscurity on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. At Drink Obscurity. So this is a blonde ale. Also, um, they, they describe it as a golden ale, but it's a blonde ale. So blonde ales are very pale, pale in color. The term blonde for pale beers is common in Europe and South America, particularly in France, Italy, Belgium, and the UK, and Brazil. Though the beers may not have much in common other than color. Blondes tend to be clear, crisp, and dry, with low to medium bitterness and aroma from hops and some sweetness from malt. Fruitiness from esters may be perceived. A lighter body from higher carbonation may be noticed. In the United Kingdom, golden or summer ales were developed in the late 20th century by breweries to compete with the pale lager market. A typical golden ale has an appearance and profile similar to that of a pale lager. Malt character is subdued. And the hop profile ranges from spicy to citrus. Common hops include Siri, uh, sorry, Styrian, Golding, and Cascade. Okay. Alcohol is in the 4 to 5% ABV range. Okay. Uh, some beer writers regard blonde and golden ales as distinct so- uh, styles, while others do not. Mm-hmm. Craftbeer.com says this. One of the most approachable styles, a golden or blonde ale, is an easy drinking beer that is visually appealing and has no particularly dominating malt or hop characteristics. Rounded and smooth, it is an American classic known for its simplicity. Sometimes referred to as golden ale, these beers can have honey spices and fruit added and may be fermented with lager or ale yeast. Good to pair with spaghetti and meatballs, pepper jack cheese, and sugar cookies. I can't imagine blueberry would be very good to pair with spaghetti. Yeah, now the the fruit thing is, again, why I didn't do the spicy tuna with the blood orange. However, it may have been a good pairing since there wasn't much blood orange in that beer. But uh, yeah, it really depends on you know the flavors imparted into the beer also. I have to agree. I can't remember if... Remember Purple Haze? Was that a... That was not blueberry. That was No, no, no. That wasn't a golden ale either. I thought that was a golden ale. What was it? I don't remember. It's been a while. It was a fruit beer. Mm. LGBT has 6.1% ABV. Unknown IBU or SRM and no beer page on Beer Advocate. This is brand new. This came out this month. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So. Cool. I'm going to grab it. All right. Jesus, Butterfingers. Are you okay? Is that the ABV hitting you? Well, they knocked that last beer up from seven to eight, so. It's got all the flags. Oh, that makes me happy. So because I have eight cans of this, I already told my coworkers that they should be expecting some free beer soon yeah look at all those flags that makes me happy i love the design it's uh simplistic on one side you know white let's grab a beer together lgbt with the rainbow across and got all the flags drink obscurity on the a other end bee. with a little b independent little craft bee. let me get a whiff interesting i can smell the the blueberry hint of it i can't smell the bear the blueberry it smells like a band-aid to me <laughs> you got a weird sniffer over there what are you gonna do mama had a good pour look at that golden just says the uh i can, I can smell the blueberry the style describes the color is gold Pale. Like Opaque. Skin. Yep, like me. <laughs> I'm pasty. Yeah, you can definitely... The blueberries there. Okay. 
Yep. I'm feeling this. It's good. The foam does not linger at all. No, it goes goes right the hell away. Yeah, very quickly, <laughs> and it's very light. You know, uh, Kona. Remember, yes. we were having a lot of. I was on a Kona kick for a while. Yes, I remember. Remember, I think it was either Big Wave or Longboard. One of those was a Golden Ale, and this this um, reminds me so much of that. It's a it's a little bitter. There's a little bit of bitterness to it, but. And the blueberry isn't like super predominant. Again, every time I think about something that's going to be labeled as a blueberry ale, as a gold, you know, as a blood orange ale, I am thinking that the smell or the taste is going to be very strong in that aspect. Big wave. Big wave is a golden ale. This reminds me very much of big wave. Uh, yeah, but I agree. The The blueberry is much more present in the aroma than the taste. Uh, the taste, I don't, I don't get a whole lot of bitterness from this. It's just... As the description said, very balanced. Nothing is poking out too much. Really? Because I get a hop bitterness in the swallow and a little bit of a tingliness on the tongue. But that could just be the carbonation. Yeah, I'm not detecting much much hops going on. I didn't even describe what hops went into this. It's um, it's just bright. Oh, I get, I get the blueberry and the burp. I get the fruit and the burp. It's bright. Kasota's crying over there. She wants to play. Just crisp, just a very. I mean, you think a beer. This is this is what I think of, and it's not. It's not lagery. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like the lagery malt malts and such in it. It's uh, it's definitely distinct from, like a Miller Lighter, Bud Light kind of sure. style lager. It's uh, it's a little more bold, but it's it's crisp and bright and just pleasant. I dig it. I wonder why they decided on blueberry. I don't know, but I don't hate it. I'm pretty uh, into it, actually. Um, I wanted to talk about two people who were integral parts of the, uh, well, Pride Month in general and the LGBTQ um, community uh, as a whole. So Sylvia Rivera, born July 2nd, 1951, and died February 19th, 2002, was an American gay liberation and transgender rights activist who was also a noted community worker in New York. Rivera, who identified as a drag queen, participated in demonstrations with the Gay Liberation Front. Uh, Rivera's activism in the gay community began in 1970 after she joined the Gay Activists Alliance at 18 years old, where she fought not only for the rights of gay people, but also for the inclusion of drag queens like herself in the movement. Rivera sometimes exaggerated her importance, purporting to have been active during the civil rights movement and through the movement against the Vietnam War and second wave feminist movements, but she could not prove her claims, just to state that. Mm. After her older friend, Marsha P. Johnson, was being praised for being involved in the Stonewall riots, Rivera claimed that she was also present there. Stonewall historian David Carter, however, questioned Rivera's claims of being being at the riots that night, based on contradictory statements that she made and on testimony relayed to him by early gay rights activists such as Johnson, who denied that Rivera had been there. In 1973, Rivera famously spoke at a gay rights rally after she and Johnson had been reportedly banned for making other gay activists look bad. Mm. Afterwards, she told anyone who would listen that she had been involved in the Stonewall riots, to which Johnson replied, Sylvia, you know you weren't there. Then Rivera was silent. When the Stonewall riots occurred, Rivera was only 17 years old, and according to Bob Kohler, who was there on the two nights of the riots, she always hung out uptown at Bryant Park and never came downtown. 
Johnson told the gay rights historian Eric Marcus in 1987 that in the hours prior to her arriving downtown to join the other protesters at the riots, she had a party uptown and mentioned that Rivera and them were over in the Bryant Park having a cocktail. Hmm. Uh, At the 1973 Christopher Street Liberation Day rally in New York City, Rivera, representing Star, uh, uh, gave a brief speech from the main stage in which she called out the heterosexual males who were preying on vulnerable members of the community. Rivera espoused espoused what could have been seen as a third gender perspective, saying that LGBT prisoners seeking help do not write women. They do not write men. They write to star. At the same event, Rivera and fellow queen Lee Brewster jumped on stage during feminist activist Jean O'Leary's speech and shouts at the crowd her y'all better quiet down speech stating you go to bars because of what drag queens did for you and these bitches tell us to quit being ourselves. Hmm. You do the you do the thing where you like hum things. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the tune you do? Ba, 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 ba. I do. Marsha P. Johnson mm-hmm. was born August twenty fourth, nineteen forty five. Uh, died July sixth, nineteen ninety two. Um, born and also known as Malcolm Michael Jun- Michaels Jr. was an American gay liberation activist and self-identified drag queen. Known as an outspoken advocate for gay rights, Johnson was one of the prominent figures in the Stonewall Uprising of 1969. Johnson was a founding member of the Gay Liberation Front and co-founded the radical activist group Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, or STAR. Hmm. Alongside close friend Sylvia Rivera. Johnson was also a popular figure in New York City's gay and art scene, modeling for Andy Warhol and performing on stage with the drag performance troupe Hot Peaches. Johnson was known as the mayor of Christopher Street due to being a welcoming presence in the street of Greenwich Village. Johnson was also an AIDS activist with ACT UP. Okay. Uh, Johnson was one of the first drag queens to go to the Stonewall Inn after they began allowing women and drag queens inside. It was previously a bar for only gay men. On the early morning hours of June 28, 1969, the Stonewall Uprising occurred. While the first two nights of rioting were the most intense, the clashes with police would result in a series of spontaneous demonstrations and marches through the gay neighborhoods of Greenwich for roughly a week afterwards. Mm-hmm. Johnson has been named, along with Zazu Nova and Jackie Hormona, by a number of Stonewall veterans interviewed by David Carter in his book Stonewall the Riots that Sparked the Gay Revolution as being three individuals known to have been in the vanguard of the pushback against the police at the uprising. Johnson denied starting the uprising. In, in uh, 1987, Johnson recalled arriving at around 2 a.m. that morning that the riots had already started by that time and that the Stonewall building was on fire after police set it on fire. What? The riots reportedly started at around 1.20 that morning after Stormy Delaveri fought back against the police officer who attempted to arrest her that night. Mm. Carter writes that Robin Souza, or Souza, had reported that fellow Stonewall veterans and gay activists such as Marty Manford and Marty or Morty Manford and Marty Robinson had told Souza that on the first night, Johnson threw a shot glass at a mirror in the torch bar screaming, I've got my civil rights. Souza told the Gay Activists Alliance shortly afterwards that it was a shot glass that was heard around the world. Hmm. Uh, following the Stonewall Uprising, jo- uh, Johnson joined the Gay Liberation Front and was active in the GLF Drag Queen Caucus. On the first anniversary of the Stonewall Rebellion on June 28, 1970, Johnson marched in the first gay pride rally, then called the Christopher Street Liberation Day. 
One of Johnson's most notable direct actions occurred in August 1970, stating a sit-in protest at Weinstein Hall at New York University alongside fellow GLF members after administrators canceled a dance when they found out it was sponsored by gay organizations. Shortly after that, Johnson and close friend Sylvia Rivera co-founded the Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, or STAR, Mm -hmm. uh, and the two of them became a visible presence at gay liberation marches and other radical political actions. In 1973, Johnson and Rivera were banned from participating in the Gay Pride Parade by the Gay and Lesbian Committee, who were administrating the event, stating they weren't allowing drag queens at their marches, claiming they were giving them a bad name. Their response was to march defiantly ahead of the parade. During a gay rights rally at New York City Hall in the early 70s, a reporter asked Johnson why the group was demonstrating, and Johnson shouted into the microphone, Darling, I want my gay rights now. Um, with Rivera, Johnson established the Star House, a shelter for gay and trans street kids in 1972, and paid the rent for it with money they made for them. They made themselves as sex workers. Oh wow! While the house was not focused on performance, Johnson was a drag mother of Star House in the long-standing tradition of chosen family in the Black and Latino LGBT community. Johnson worked to provide food, clothing, emotional support, and a sense of family for the young drag queens, trans women, gender nonconformists, and other gay street kids living on Christopher Street, um, docks, or in their house on the Lower East Side of New York. In 1980s, Johnson continued to play an active part in street activism as a respected organizer and marshal with ACT UP. In 1992, when George Siegel's Stonewall Memorial was moved to Christopher Street from Ohio to recognize the gay liberation movement, Johnson commented, How many people have died for these two little statues to be put in the park to recognize gay people? How many years does it take for people to see that we're all brothers and sisters and human beings in the same race? Mm -hmm. I mean, how many years does it take for people to see that we're all in this rat race together? Yeah. I, uh... When we were talking about this episode, I didn't have anything prepared before we decided to record this. This was all very spontaneous. But I quickly just pulled some information from Obscurity's website and talked about the style of beer. And I mentioned that I didn't really have anything prepared or really much to say about the LGBT community. I'm a white, cis, hetero male you know, so I'm I'm as far separated from that as you can be, um, but I'm I'm certainly in full support of all of this. Um, I kind of feel bad that I don't know as much as I as I should about the LGBTQ community. Just um, gonna educate yourself. Yeah, it's just I'm not you know I'm not opposed to it. I'm not against it. I I definitely am in full support of everyone. Um, you know we're all the we're all the fucking same, okay? There's no there's no point in in being a dick about it and uh, being really any of the you know racist or sexist or any of the isms. Um, that's just there's no place for that. And it's uh, it's crazy to hear the stories of the the front runners of those movements and the things that they went through to get their point across. But it's also kind of um, what's the word? The opposite of disheartening. I don't know. Heartening. <laughs> it's it's nice knowing, uh, and and nice seeing how much we've evolved as uh, as a society. You know how much we've grown, how much the uh, how much more these uh, um, ideas have been accepted. There's less of the negative negativity and and bias towards these groups. 
it still exists and it's unfortunate but um it's it's definitely looking up things are are getting better you know 20 years ago we were not where we are now with with the fact that accepting of as accepting of lgbtq members so i'm all for it i don't know much about it i'm not involved with it much at all but uh but it it definitely it warms my heart knowing that um that people are definitely turning the corner and becoming a little more inclusive of everyone as we should be hmm there's one thing that I always hate as a comment from on the negative side is a comment about um, LGBTQ plus is that <laughs> they don't straight people who are, you know, homophobic don't want to have it thrown in their faces. They don't want to have mm. homosexuality thrown in their faces. But, you know, there are years and years of advertisements and movies and tv shows of explicitly heterosexual relationships being tossed in the public's face yeah perfume ads you know lingerie ads where it's you know a woman and a man there's pictures of Mm -hmm. women and men making out Mm -hmm. and it's got subtle not so subtle you know explicit sexual content behind it and it's a heterosexual way of doing it yep so it's not being tossed in the public's right. face. It's just being talked about more. Exactly. Because we're people. That's 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 what's become the standard or the norm or what's expected. And all of a sudden, this other perspective or you know, yeah, other perspective of it comes into light more, and people are all all of a sudden adverse about it. Exactly. When when they've just been living this entire life of uh, heterosexual um, focused advertisements and things that you were just describing it shouldn't just be one way and not the other mm-hmm. you know so yeah I, I get what you're saying if it's so normal for ads to be sexualized for tv shows to be sexualized why can't it be f- from a homosexual perspective exactly i don't understand that yeah what's the fear behind it right yeah <laughs> why would you slap a rainbow on your logo but not represent homosexuality in like an ad or something right how is it hurting you how is it really hurting you in the long run you know because more people are going to be accepting of homosexuality than there is going to be homophobes mm. i don't know what the actual ratio is i'm just trying to be an optimist yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean that's that's really it it's just people are sometimes overly critical about certain things that don't even get me started on trans rights that have nothing to do with themselves it's like i know it will harm them in no way exactly they just want to have an opinion and an opinion is like an asshole everybody has one but not everybody needs to see it (laughs) that's perfect yep i get heated yeah no i and i feel you um i i i look down on people who are just unnecessarily critical about stuff like this and it's just why why you know we're all we're all humans we're all in this together mm-hmm. and it's just don't just don't be a dick that's my that's my philosophy just don't be a dick you know just be accepting of your fellow man or woman or neither or both you know just uh we're all in this world together and don't be a dick don't be a dick so 
uh, I wanted to. I, I just thought it was cool. I saw, I, I saw Obscurity Brewing online. I started checking them out, and then I saw that they had this beer, and I was like, "Oh, that would be really cool. That'd be a really cool episode to do. Really cool beer to try because I thought it it looked really looked really good. It sounded good. Golden ale, blueberry golden ale. And uh, just to you know put a put a nice end to uh, the month of June. We're by, I mean, by the time you listen to this, we'll be in July, but it's the 25th right now, so we're almost done with June. But wanted to to represent, you know, Pride Month, not in a obnoxious way like Old Navy commercials or Amazon commercials where they just show employees the, with rainbow shirts. Honestly, or the marketing <laughs> and like the little like homosexual section that they have at stores now where it's yeah. just a bunch of rainbow products. It's like <laughs> it, we're more than just a rainbow It gets people. to be a little much, right. So... I, I think it's good we talked about it, and um, I like this episode, and I like this beer, and uh, I like your shirt. Oh, yeah. I've got a rainbow <laughs> shirt on. I was prepared. Happy Pride. You know, happy Pride Month. Be proud of who yes. you are. You know, whether you're in the closet, whether you're out of the closet, whether you're on top of the roof, or whether you're in, the, you're in the basement. <laughs> love yourself. Love your fellow man. Yes. 100%. Be there for each other. Hundo P. Sure. As my coworker likes to say. Okay, well, that's weird. <laughs> Thanks for listening.